Hello and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. When it comes to modern day parenting, none of us are nailing it. Let's face it, Uh, as much as we would like to, we all have our moments where we know that we could have done better. Uh, But we certainly all have an opinion on how parenting should be done. You know, is uh, strict parenting better than letting your kids run free? Or do tiger parents produce smarter kids than those parents that allow their children to develop naturally? We're going to get Dr. Justin Coulson, who's on the amazing show. It's uh, a new series uh, called Parental Guidance. So let's have a chat to him about the different parenting styles. And yeah, let's see what his views are. It's time to get to class. Well, welcome back, Justin. It's so great to have you back on the podcast. So we're talking all things, those different styles of parenting. So obviously uh, the show has aired on Channel 9, which is called Parental Guidance, uh, which is talking us through the different styles of parenting and really showing us, which is really exciting. So what are the main things that you're finding uh, people are getting out of the show? Really nice to talk to you again. Um, I think the the main thing that seems to be coming through is people are like, I've never really thought that much about parenting before. And everyone says that it's important, but we're so busy doing it that sometimes we don't spend time thinking about it. And and what the show has really created, I think, is this this intention, this awareness, this feeling like, uh, yeah, this matters a lot and I should think about it more. It's so interesting because we were talking off air before we started recording about, you know, especially business owners, we invest so much into our personal growth and business planning, marketing planning and strategizing and working out, you know, and going to all these seminars and making sure that we're top of our game business-wise. But on a parenting point of view, we kind of just go with the flow, see what happens, deal with problems as they arrive and sort of live in this sleepy state of just (laughs) trying our best. You know, I guess this is what has been amazing about the show is reminding parents that it's actually a really, really important role that we should take more seriously. When I do a lot of my corporate work, I'll ask people how many of them have got a, a, a vision, like a, a mission statement for their business. And they're like, yeah, of course we do. And how many of your kids' schools have got a mission statement for their school? Of course. And, and, and I'll say, how many of you got one for your family? And now I'm not, I'm not advocating that we should have a mission statement for the family. What I'm highlighting is that we say that our family is the most important thing in our lives and yet we don't even necessarily have a vision. We don't have a way of articulating what we're really working towards for our family. And, and then my next question is, well, let's say a few of you can actually describe the vision for your family right now. What, what are you really working towards? What's the plan? Like what's the process you need to go through to get there? And again, blank looks. Every now and again, someone put their hand up and say, oh, I've got a plan. I'll say, well, is it written down? Because we have our business plans written down. We have our holiday plans written down. We have our financial plans and our children's educational plans written down. We, we, we plan out all these things that, frankly, they don't matter compared to our family. And yet we spend so much time and effort on them. So I, th- I think that this idea, again, I'm not suggesting that everyone needs to get a pen and paper out and write down, I plan to do X, Y, and Z for my family. but let's work out what we're actually trying to achieve here. Like, are we just trying to survive parenting or do we actually want to enjoy it? Are we just trying to get our kids to adulthood or do we want them to be a certain kind of adult? 
I, I know what I want my kids to be, and not in terms of I'm trying to set their future for them, but rather the characteristics, uh, the, the attributes of character that are important. And therefore, I've got a responsibility to help to mold them, to socialize them, to help them to grow in a positive direction so that they can be contributors to the world, so that they can be responsible and strong and caring and thoughtful. And, and that means that I've got to do things today. I've got to do things right now so that I'm setting the foundation in place for them to be that. I can't let them sit in their room on social media or games all day and expect that they're going to go and become uh, active contributors to society if I'm not teaching them what that actually looks like and what that means. It's so true. And I think, you know, more parents, you know, we we aren't really consciously parenting. Um, so I think, you know, that's a fabulous um, wake-up call to all of us. Uh, now, the show explores many different parenting styles and their response um, to a series of challenges is what's happening on the TV show. Can you explain the different parenting styles? Because I know there's 10 on the show, but is there any more than that? So the 10 styles that we've selected for the show don't fit into what we might call the academic parenting styles that are typically studied in science. Rather, they're more sort of media generated. They're more, uh, if you look at the parenting blogs, if you look at what's happening generally in the the, the mummy media. Uh, these are the parenting styles that we've picked on and played around with. Academic literature tends to focus on four main parenting styles. We'd call that authoritative, authoritarian, permissive, and I guess what we would consider to be a neglectful kind of style. They're the, they're the big four. And they come from a researcher by the name of Diana Bormand. In her model, there are actually seven, but they're the big four that everyone seems to know the most about. Beyond that, though, there's a couple of parents I just had something land on my roof. Everything's okay. Sorry about that smashing sound right then. Uh, just about made me jump out of my chair. <laughs> We've got a palm tree above us and, and it just went kaboom and dropped something right on the roof. Uh, so, so then there's other parenting styles that we can learn about in, in, in the scientific literature, like autonomy, supportive parenting. But uh, what we've done with the TV show, I've said, all right, so what are the parenting styles that most people are familiar with? Let's go with that. So there was a book released a few years ago by Amy Chow called The Battle Hymn of the Tiger Parent. So we've got some tiger parents on the show. Uh, there was a book released by Lenore Skenazy called uh, Free Range Parenting. So we've got some free range parents on the show. We've got nature parents and homeschool parents. We've got helicopter parents, which are actually increasingly being studied in the scientific literature now. Uh, we've got um, disciplined parents, strict parents, routine parents, and uh, some French Nouveau parents, because there was a book a few years ago called Bringing Up Bebe, uh, which is a B-E-B-E, -E, like the French Bebe, uh, as opposed to me saying, hey, Bebe, like the French Bebe, like this is my little baby. Um, and, and so there's all, there's all of these parenting styles that we've used to... Um, develop this uh, this overall picture that highlights that there are lots of parents who do parenting very differently but who still love their kids like crazy and they're doing their darn best to raise them well and that's all we can hope for right but I guess I think parenting is one of the guiltiest jobs that we have on the planet you sort of always think that you can do a better job uh, and I guess if yeah. you're not feeling guilty then then you're really not trying very hard so um, what do you think the parents on the show learned most about themselves through going through the process I don't reckon I could I don't reckon I can tell you what they learned most about themselves because for each of them it would have been different but what I can tell you without question is that they learnt about themselves in, in really profound ways. Every single one of them said, we've been so changed by this. I mean, whether you're talking about, uh, as, as we look at just that, that first episode, 
um, the the impact that the conversation about smacking had on the parents who are well until that point were, were quite shameless in their acknowledgement that yeah we smack our kids and that's because they need it now and then uh, the the impact that it had on all of them was was profound every single one of them just said we're so glad we were involved in this show uh, it meant moments of really significant discomfort it meant having some very hard conversations it was provocative but it was powerful mm. So I guess from from witnessing that and having, you know, real life examples, because I guess it's well and good to read about these different parenting styles, but to actually watch them physically, uh, which, you know, you may not be able to choose one, but, you know, which um, style do you think is the best? This is one of those ones where you're going to have to watch and see and make up your own mind, Brie. Uh, what I will say, though, is that every parenting style that you see in the show really does have elements of the very best that parenting can be. Uh, and it's really just a case of working out which ones are doing it best on the show in the challenges. And, and the other, the other cool thing about the way this show works is we're not, we're not voting people off. We're not sending people away. We're not saying, yeah, you're not good enough. You're out. What we're doing instead is we're saying, Hey, parents, you've watched all the other parents. Who do you think's doing it best? Who do you want to see more of? And so we're really lifting up and elevating the people who are doing well and giving Australia a chance to see more of that parenting style. And hopefully what I think is going to happen as people continue to watch the show is we're going to become more intentional ourselves about what we're doing in the way we raise our kids by, by watching these families hold a mirror up to themselves. I mean, they're so brave to, to get on national television and
Bree, I reckon I've got my parenting pretty dialed in. I, I think that I'm safe in saying that, right? I've written six books about parenting. I've spent the last 20 years thinking deeply about parenting, probably as deeply as anyone else in this country, uh, how parenting works and, and, and how it doesn't work and what to get right. And I've always maintained, in alignment with what the very best research shows, that my kids need to know absolutely unconditionally and in every way that I love them, no matter what. That unconditional positive regard is crucial. And so that's, that's, that's a central platform in the way that I raise my kids. But secondly, they also need to know that there are boundaries and limits. And it's my job as a parent to help them to be socialised, to be responsible for being members of the community and, and to not be involved in hurting or harming or causing problems. So you've got love, you've got limits. And for me, also a whole lot of laughter. Um, we, we really want to have fun in our home and our family. And, and we want to do it all on this bed of what you might call empathy. Uh, in the research literature, and I alluded to it earlier, it's actually called autonomy support. And autonomy support basically means I'm engaged with my kids, I'm involved with them, I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. Uh, and when things go wrong, that's the first thing I do. Hey, what's going on here? Help me understand where are we, where are we missing something, which is followed up by well, let's talk about what the rules are. And then a final step, which is where I empower them and say, okay, so now you know what the rules are and I get where you're coming from. So how are we going to fix this together? So that's the style that I have always, well, since I got involved in research anyway and, and doing what I do, always tried to, to stick to. Um, I think doing the show, though, it's, it's helped me to loosen up a little bit more, have a little more fun. As I watched the way the parents engaged with their children, there was just something elevating about just just loving being around the kids. I mean, they're amazing. Kids are incredible. If you stop being so serious all the time and actually enjoy having them around and, and now and then uh, being a busy dad with a whole lot going on, I get a bit serious. And so it helped me to just enjoy the moment. Because do you think parents have got it a little bit harder than ever before? Or is it just- uh, Yeah, I, reckon, I, I, think that, I think that it's definitely different. And, and I think that there's a reasonable argument to make that it's harder. Uh, kids are exposed to more kids are under a lot more pressure I, I mean in some ways we're doing it to ourselves right we've created a society that is not particularly kind to families and that is devastatingly unkind to children uh, parents are off working and unable to be with their kids um, there's a whole lot of family breakdown divorce separation uh, we've got social media and a never-ending stream of other kinds of media including the 24-7 news cycle which uh, adds anxiety and pressure. We've got the academic pushdown of uh, school expectations and getting the good grades. There's financial pressure. Uh, we're time poor. We're exhausted. Like all of these things and more. More learning difficulties and psychological and neurological and emotional and social and mood disorders and difficulties than we've ever had. All of this stuff means that we're really up against it oh and by the way there's a whole lot more i think parent shame and parent guilt because everyone's trying to be better than everyone else or at least get it right so that they don't get judged by anyone so i mean my grandparents when they were raising my mum and dad they weren't worried about what everyone said about raising kids they just raised them and that was that and even my parents i'm a child of the 1970s my parents didn't stress about parenting nearly the way that parents today worry about raising their kids. I'm not suggesting that our parents and grandparents weren't worried and weren't stressed and didn't feel pressure. I have no doubt that they did. But I do believe that we've got pretty good arguments for why it's harder today than ever to be a, a, a great parent. And yet the, the principles are still the same. 
love your kids, set clear limits, have fun, and help them to grow up to make wise, safe, healthy choices. Very true. Now, you discussed three other things that kids need to uh, thrive, which um, one was a sense of relatedness and connection, uh, two was a sense of competency, and three was a sense of autonomy. Can you go into those a little bit deeper for me? Yeah, so this idea comes from a psychological theory called self-determination theory. A couple of researchers over at the University of Rochester in upstate New York developed it over the last 30 or 40 years, and it's now one of the most uh, strongly backed pieces of research that we have in terms of scientific theories or psychological theories. What it basically argues is whether it's kids or whether it's your library, we need these things in our lives so that we can have high levels of motivation, high levels of well-being. Uh, competence basically means, am I good at stuff? You know what it's like when they can't do something, they, they, their motivation just plummets. They're like, oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. I hate this. It's stupid. I don't want to do that anymore. And, and they plummet just uh, sorry, their puppet, their motivation just, just it, it disappears. It goes through the floor. And we kind of feel the same way, right? Like if you haven't gone and run a 5K for, I don't know, let's say 15 or 20 years, <laughs> maybe 30, <laughs> At least. maybe ever. <laughs> and, and, and then somebody says, hey, come on, let's go, let's go in that, that uh, park run on Saturday morning. And you kind of go, yeah, I'm not very motivated for that. Motivation is zero. Why? Because you know you can't do it. Competence is no. And, and, and it's the same with our kids. And if you do try, you feel rotten. I mean, it's just so darn hard. And so when our kids can't do stuff, maybe they've got ADHD or they're on the spectrum or maybe they've got anxiety or perhaps we're, we're dealing with a six-year-old asking them to do something that an eight-year-old should be able to do, but not a six-year-old. Or maybe they're four and we're saying, tie up your shoelaces. I've shown you four times now. And they're like, yeah, but I'm only four years old. Um, competence and motivation are linked. Second thing is relatedness. So once again, our relationships they're really at the heart of our well-being, And if your kids feel like their relationship with you is lousy, then they're not going to be very motivated. If they feel like their relationship with you is in jeopardy or is rupturing, they're going to tend on average to experience lower well-being. That's why relatedness is such a fundamental and basic psychological need. And the third one's autonomy. No one likes to be controlled, whether it's the kids or whether it's you. Like if I stood over you, Bree, and I said, you need to do this, now do that. Why didn't you do this right? You haven't done it. Come on, hurry up. You should have finished it by now. No, that's not right. The more controlling I am, the more demotivated you are and the more miserable you are. And it's the same with our kids. Uh, they need these three needs to be met. Um, they need to feel like they're close to people. They need to feel like they've got a choice and they need to feel like they're capable of doing stuff. And when we meet those needs, they thrive. When we don't, when the environment is not supportive of those needs, they really struggle. So is there any parting words on anything important that you think parents need to remember about parenting their children? Last final words for me. Uh, watch parental guidance. You're going to love it. And just, just love those kids and make sure that your face shows them. When they see your face, you want them to see the delight that you feel because they're in your life. Um, something really heavy and, and perhaps even a trigger warning before I share this. If you've experienced the loss of a child, this is going to be a, a terribly hard thing to hear. But just in the last couple of weeks, some family friends of ours uh, lost a child. Um, the baby was born and lived for about 45 minutes and then passed away. I, I struggle to, to say it without weeping. It's, it's just so sad. And, and as we spent time talking about and reflecting on what they must have gone through, and then we walked into the living room. I'm, when I say we, I mean, it's Kylie and I, my wife and I, uh, 
we talked about it. Then we walked into the living room to spend some time with our kids. And we saw them sitting there on the couch. One of them was um, playing the Beatles song, Here Comes the Sun. She's doing a dance at school assembly about uh, using that as the song. And uh, one of the other kids was standing there with a the guitar trying to play along and laughing and smiling while she did the dance. And two of the other kids were, were just in the moment together. And we, we saw this beautiful expression of togetherness and connection and love. I looked at my wife and I was like, it's these moments. This is, this is what we live for. This is what makes it all worth it. It's just noticing the moments because I would bet that those friends of mine would do anything to be able to have those kinds of moments with that baby that didn't make it, that didn't survive. Uh, when, you, when you think about what we've got and find a way to savor it and be grateful for it, it just it, it means you're going to be a better parent, I'll guarantee it. Life-changing advice as always. You always know how to hit us in the heart and in the head, Justin. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show again. Parental Guidance starts 7.30 p.m. 1st of November on Channel 9. If you haven't watched an episode or you're just beginning, get amongst it. It's, uh, you know, certainly going to change your views on parenting. And, you know, we can all, all we need to do is be better now, our own parents. And I think the world will be a much better place. Thanks, Brie. Great to be with you again. Yes, wonderful to see you again. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest or you've got a weird, wacky or wonderful product to share, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at pacmag.com.au. This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.